All right, all right. Who wants a little big faith with their Christianity tonight? Anyone? Anyone? <laughs> hey, thanks for uh, hanging out tonight, guys. How do you like worship? How do you like it on the screen? Is that kind of different? Yeah, tell me about Wouldn't it be nice if you were actually like at a concert in the middle of worship like that? You know, they have a concert on Saturday. Who does? Let's do it. Yeah, you should take us to it. Boy, that'd be quite the worship concert, don't you think? Yeah, you to it. <laughs> really? Yeah. P.O.D. and Head Welsh. Yeah. Woo! You should take us to it. Man. You should. Yeah, you so should. Really? Well, I'll pay. Why? I'll chip in. Why? Why would I do that? Because we're in a newspaper and you need to Oh, okay. That sounds reasonable. I'm, I'll, I'll do something like that eventually. Really, I will. Trust me. <laughs> By the way, in fact, that reminds me, November uh, 13th or 14th, I believe it is, ATF. Anybody interested in going? Woo! Anyone? Anyone? Bueller? Bueller. Yeah? Yeah. Oh, you guys have got to go. You've got to go. These are like un-ATF people. They've never been ATF'd before. we got to ATF these guys. Okay, what happens is what? you go down to this huge, massive convention center, and you sit in the seat all day and watch funny skits, watch people talk, watch music, and then we go home, we stay up to about 2 o'clock in the morning, eating like pizza or McDonald's or something. Or something, yeah. Fights, and then we wake up the next morning, sit again in the thing, and we go home and have like, the same thing again. Then we go home, we go to the beach, we go home. He was, he didn't go to last year's event, obviously. <laughs> we actually got a hotel last year. It was really nice. It was really cool. I liked it, man. Well, you never went to the ones before down in San Diego. <laughs> that was kind of... San Diego was, like, annoying. Really? All the guys slept in a room, and, like... Oh, man, you guys... snored, man. Oh, gosh. You guys stunk that room up so bad. Oh, I don't even try to think about that. Like yeah, I did too. Morning, and Lawrence just like sits up, and from like three to five, yeah. he's just sitting there. Yeah, that's because he's watching you guys because somebody's no, goofing off. Like this far from the wall, just staring at the wall, just like. <laughs> All right. Um, so that's in November, but guys, how many of you guys want to pay a hundred bucks for this thing? How many of you guys think that ATF is worth a hundred bucks to go to this? Each, each. Now that includes. Um, all your meals except for two. Uh, that includes your lodging, the gas, uh, your event ticket, um, and you got one night, possibly two if I can work it out. And if we do two nights, we'll end up at the beach the third, the third day. Um, so basically, it's, all, it's Friday night, all day Saturday, and then Sunday we're at the beach. So. If it's three days, I can see 100, but if yeah. it's only two, I can Usually it's 65 uh, for two days, or for a three-day weekend. So, Did yeah. Not yet. We're working on that still, but uh, but what we need to work out is the fundraising. Who wants to do some fundraising? Yeah, not so excited now, are we? What? Uh, yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. The guys are gonna wear bikinis and do a car wash. That's what I heard. Yeah. I like that idea. That kind of sounds. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> All right, now uh, something else that you guys need to know about, okay? You guys need to know about this. September 26th, September 26th is uh, New Life Drama Company. Have you guys ever seen these guys? Yeah. New Life Drama Company. They're going to be here 
for us. They're coming up just for us. We're usually, they come up every year. We usually invite other churches and other youth groups to come, so this place is pretty packed out. We have a full worship team, and we get rocking for the worship time. We do a double their ed ball, which Joey and uh, Daniel really like double their ed balls, I can tell. Yeah. <sighs> so, Last year, you made us suck pudding through a <laughs> stocking. Yes. One of those, like, straws that have those, those pebbles in it. Yeah, that was and great. You suck pudding through all so, three of them. Just guys, be ready for that because as we get closer, we need to get the word out, and the word needs to go out to your high school. We need to get we need to get people here, so it's worth their their travel time, and you know that we we send them off with supports because they're they they actually travel all of California, Arizona, I think New Mexico, and up into Oregon. So they got like this huge area that they that they travel all around doing skits and dramas, and they're hilarious. Now the following day, not as is a Wednesday. And that's See You at the Pool. Have you guys ever been involved in See You at the Pool? No. Nope. September 27th. I'm telling you all this stuff like a whole month and a half in advance, just so you can keep it, get a feel for what's happening soon. We're gonna, we'll start promoting it and get the word out there. But uh, you guys are going to be the ones totally supporting and, and getting the word out for our youth group. Are you guys okay with that? Okay? You guys are okay with that? I like this. All right, now, who wants to know how to go to hell tonight? I do. What? Who wants to know how to go to hell tonight? Hell? <laughs> Anybody? Anyone? Bueller? Who wants to go to hell? Okay. Nobody! That's great. Nobody actually really wants to go to hell, right? Okay. You guys know how to get to heaven? On roller skates? Right? Yeah, it's, it's all about how much money you can get. And, right? Roller skates and money. No. Uh, not in heaven. No, everything's like gold and glass and pearly gates. I'm going to give you guys seven ways to get to hell tonight. You guys good with that? Yeah, one way to get to heaven, and there's multiple ways to get to hell, right? Excuse me for a second. I have to check something here. Uh, yeah, we're good. Okay. Uh, we're going to fire up the first slide, and I need somebody to read this first slide. This is a, this is a whole premise for our message tonight. You guys are going to get this. It takes a second to fire, so don't don't worry. What? You like this? This scripture is really important, right here. This is what you have to do to go to hell, right here. This is what you have to do to go to hell. Nothing. No, this is true. This is what you have to do. Hit the space bar. Somebody read this. Proverbs six sixteen through nineteen. Did I hear somebody go, ooh? I have to resync this because it's a little off, off center here. All right, you guys, uh, this little corner here gets one more chance and then I'm moving you. Okay. How many of you guys can think of something that bothers your parents? Yeah. <laughs> Only got three, four people? Yeah. Just anything that bothers your parents? Five people, six, seven, eight, nine. All right. All right, cool. Cool. Yeah. Like, like, give me some examples. What are some things that bother your parents? Dude, my mom hates it when I wash the dishes and I leave the water running. Leave the water running. Okay. Okay. Hurt your baby brother? Yeah. What about you, Phil? Huh? 
What are some? What's something that your mom or your parents that, that your parent that you do that your parents bother? What? Five of those things on that list. <laughs> well, you might you might be surprised because you might find like all of those on that list <laughs> when I get done here tonight. Okay. Now you guys have probably also learned how to avoid doing things that bother your parents, right? Okay. Yeah. Like. Like setting your mom's favorite flower on fire or, or the couch, you know. Your dad comes home with a burned hole in the couch. Or, yeah, wiping your face on a wedding dress from 30 years ago. Yeah, right. What? Blowing your nose on it. Blowing your nose on it, yeah. Okay. But you guys know, you know what you need to avoid, right? These are things you need to avoid. Now, the Bible gives us examples of some things to avoid. Now, this is just it's a small list. You know, but uh, these are some things that we're going to avoid, and we're going to talk about each one of these tonight. And um, but before we do that, I'm just going to pray. Okay. Yeah, I, I, Father God, tonight we just ask that you would give us, um, um, God, ears to hear, eyes to see, or God, hearts to under understand what you're you're speaking to us about tonight, Lord God, and help us to show to to know ways to. Um, to put these, these into action, Lord God. I just pray that you give me the, the words to say, and Lord God, give everyone else here the, the ears to hear it. <laughs> In Jesus' name, I give it to you. Amen. All right, we're going to look at the first one here. It's called Proud Look. Okay? Um, it's comes, we're going to start with Proverbs 21.4, and it says, A haughty eyes, a proud heart, and evil actions are all sin. Go ahead and hit that next one. Um, who has a Bible here tonight? Anybody bring their Bible? When you show up at 2.30, you don't get a Bible. What's that? If you want, that's fine. I just have two scriptures here I want to read real quick. Um, but I need a Bible. And I, I left mine up in the office. But I have my digital Bible on my phone. If anybody wants to do that to their phone, it's really cool. It's a free download. It's called Vision. Or... So, anyways, give me just a second. What's that? You have two? Okay. Uh, James, James 4, 6, and, and 1 Peter 5, 5. It's called Vision. If any of you guys have like a smartphone or something you can download a Bible to, it's actually you don't even download the Bible. It's just an application that takes you to the internet to grab uh, any scripture, any translation that you ever wanted. And it's really, it's really cool. You just type it in. It's really, really slick. Uh, James 4, 6 and 1 Peter 5, 5. We're going to get moving here really quick. So you guys are going to have to really pay attention. <laughs> I'm going to fly. Uh, go ahead and do the James 4, 6 first. Right. You are like an unfaithful wife who loves her husband enemies. Don't, don't you realize that making friends with God's enemies... Uh, I think, are you at for James 4, 6? Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> but he gives us more and more strength, oh, sorry, and more strength to stand against all such evil longings as the scripture says God gives strength to the humble and sets himself against the proud and um that's good 
He sets himself against the who? The proud. The proud. Okay, First Peter 5.5. 5. In the same way, a younger man must accept the authority of elders, and all of you serve each other in, in humility, for God opposes the proud but favors the humble. Who can repeat that scripture? Any, like, any part of that? Close. Huh? No, try again. Let's read it here. Let's hear it one more time. In the same way, younger men must accept the authority of elders. All of you serve each other in humility, for God opposes the proud but favors the humble. He opposes the proud but favors the humble. Oh, I was so close. Yeah, you were very close. Jack and oppose are like the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> Wow, okay, so we, you know, we've said this a million times, and you guys have said it to me. I've heard it before. You guys say that, that people are watching Christians, and, and they, want, they want to see real Christianity. And so when they see a Christian, they're looking at everything that they can get to, to prove that that person is a hypocrite. As soon as you're known as a Christian, do you guys see that at the high school? You guys don't see that at the high school? You don't. Do you share your faith openly? Okay. What? Do you share your faith openly, though? Most of the time, guys, most of the time when the people in the world, people in the world know who the Christian is, they're watching and just waiting for some slip up so they can go, hmm, I knew that guy was not going to walk out his faith because they don't see all the good stuff you do. They just, they wait for the moment. They hear the moment and they see the moment when you, when, you, when a person falls, right? And, uh, you know, it, it's something to be watchful of. You know, as we all call ourselves Christians here, we got to really do our best to, to act like who we say we are, right? So um, if you act like you're too good to talk to, that's kind of a proud person. The person that walks down the hall going with the, the maybe they have a Letterman jacket on, they're just kind of like, they're the cool thing in school today, right? They walk by the person, and <laughs> looking at the girls going, and then the guys go by, and they're like, "Woo!" And then you got the girls that are, they got their cheerleading outfit on, even though they don't have cheerleading for like the next two months. <laughs> you know, bouncing, <laughs> like, hey, hey, hottie, how are you? You know, but in any way it comes, it comes in all different forms. <laughs> it comes in all different forms, doesn't it? It comes in all different forms. But when we start proclaiming that we're Christian and we walk around with this proud and haughty attitude, I mean, what a great opportunity to turn people away from Jesus, you know? You know what I'm talking about. So we don't need to do it to, uh, we don't need to, do it to other people. You know, we don't need to be that proud person because God says it what? He says that he rejects the, the proud, right? Um, number two. And again, a lying tongue. Uh, we're going to go to Ephesians 4.25. It says this. Who wants to read it? Someone shout it out. I'll go ahead. But put away all falsehood and tell your neighbors the truth because we belong to each other. We belong to each other. Next one. Psalms 119.163. I hate and abhor all falsehood, but I love your law. Who here has never told a lie? <laughs> Evidence right there. You're a liar. <laughs> yeah. Um, what what happens when when you find? Oh, let me see, let me back up just a little bit. <laughs> let me just back up a little bit. How many of you guys in here know somebody that's a constant liar, that just lies all the time? <laughs> One of my best friends in school, like middle school to high school, was just he knew how to lie and he knew how to play it up. 
I mean, he, he said, oh, yeah, I've been skydiving all the time. I'm like, you can't go skydiving unless you're like 18. And then at that, you would need a mother or a parent's Actually, that's not true. signature. You need a parent's signature to let you go. If you're and, under 18, once you're 18, you can go. Right. But, I mean, everyone's like, dude, we know your mom. She's like crazy. <laughs> she would not let you go. But, um, you know, but what happens to people like that? What do you find them doing? Flipping burgers at McDonald's. Yeah, well, other than that. <laughs> well, okay, say their lie gets caught, like they get found out. What do they do? They, try, they tell another lie to try to cover it up, huh? Or they backtrack and go, oh, that's not exactly what I said, <laughs> right? Yeah. Now, those lies kind of count. You guys seen the movie Liar, Liar? <laughs> yeah, that's funny. That's so funny. Yeah. He's like, this pen is blue. No. Yeah, b b b b b red, blue. <laughs> yeah, okay. Let, let me fire, let's fire that slide, or that video real quick, Matthew. Yeah. Pulling the down payment out of your home equity? Very gutsy move. I didn't do that, did I? You sure did. So what's your plan? What are you going to do? Turn them for a quick profit? Build them out on spec? You bought eight lots? Yep, I was uh, going to surprise you. <laughs> surprise, surprise, surprise. Gober pile. <laughs> what are you doing? We, we can't afford that. Come on. John Lennon, good to see you. Good to see you. And eight lots? What are you going to do with eight lots? I don't know. Maybe I'll build a boat. Did you say build a boat? It might be something fun for the family. We could uh, take the boat, go sailing on the lake. It'd be great in case it floods or something. <laughs> yeah, Evan hasn't exactly told his wife the whole truth yet, has he? So he's trying to like be coy and, and cover it up and everything, right? At this point. Uh, but what happens? It, it, you try to tell other lies to cover up the truth, right? Lies produce more lies. You end up producing more to cover up. And then what happens? It starts building, building, and building, and you can't cover it up anymore. And then you're found out, and you're like, ah, oh, I can't say anything. Just kill me now, <laughs> right? <laughs> those lies count, guys. Um, those kind of lies count. Don't, don't kid yourself to think that God doesn't notice lies, you know, or that he understands that you need to lie to cover up your image, you know. <laughs> the Lord says he hates lies. Whether a sinner does it or a Christian does it, he hates lies. Okay, the third one, moving on, we're talking about hands that kill the innocent. Um, go again. Hands that kill the innocent. Can I see your hands? Let me see everybody's hands real quick. <laughs> I don't see any blood. Good. How come you guys aren't raising your hands? <laughs> Just curious. <laughs> Okay, little nubs, yeah. All right, Proverbs twenty-eight seventeen, Matthew. A murderer, <laughs> a murderer's tormented conscience will drive him into the grave. Don't protect him. What? You have to do video games count. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. I wonder. You guys ever stop to think? Maybe God doesn't understand why someone does violence to another person. He doesn't look on and, and think. He doesn't just go, hmm, well, they were angry. I guess 
might as well let them go. I mean, probably not a big deal. I mean, you ever think, think about that? Have you guys ever done violence to something? Or to anything? Something inanimate? Animate? I punched my log and put a hole in it. Yeah. Anger gets a hold of you and you're just like, ugh, what do you do with that, right? What do you do with that? <laughs> well, you guys need to check out this scripture. This is what Jesus said in Matthew 5, 27 through 28. Uh, he said this, You've heard that the law of Moses said, Do not commit adultery. Oh, I'm sorry. This, I'm looking at 1 John 3.15. Anyone who hates another Christian or his brother is really a murderer at his heart. And you know that murderers don't have eternal life within them. Okay, so nobody's in here ever killed anybody, right? But, but what does Jesus say? To hate somebody is what? It's like being a murderer. Man. Man. Literally. Yeah. How do you get beyond that? How do you live with yourselves? I mean, gosh. I can't even count how many times I've killed my mom. simple. You guys feel, you guys are like totally wondering where is he going with this? I'm totally like, Ed's like totally making me feel like junk here. (laughs) There's no hope for the murderer of me. Yeah. No, I've hated people before too. But you know, the the closer you get to God, the closer you get to God, the easier it is to forgive people, and the easier it is to let um, to let things just kind of roll off your back, like the water off a duck, right? Water off a duck's back doesn't stick. You ever seen a wet duck? Water on a snowman? <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, you're talking about when I killed <laughs> the guy when I killed the snowman? <laughs> Took him out. Hey, I won the girl though, man. Saved the day. All right. But we're talking about some heart attitudes, aren't we? You know, tonight. What about heart heart attitudes? Heart attitudes. So um, Jesus also mentioned something about adultery. Check this out. Matthew five twenty-seven through twenty-eight. Where'd that go? This is my little play toy here. Okay. You've heard Jesus said this. You have heard that the law of Moses says. Do not commit adultery, but I say anyone who even looks at a woman with lust in his eye has already committed adultery with her in his heart. Wow. Well, since the majority of the people in here are guys tonight, I notice how quiet it got. Uh, uh, yeah, I was just laughing. Laughter is, laughter is directly associated with guilt, you know. Uh, so. What about the girls? Great, I messed up again. Is anybody in here, has anybody like gone through this whole list without any of these happening in their lives Wait, yet? what about the girls? Like, they don't get no blame. You're like, oh, no. God. Oh, no, they do, dude. No, no, it's totally. I mean, Jesus didn't say, only the guys commit adultery when they look at a woman with lust. I mean, it's... Yeah, don't say women look at men. It says men look at women. There's got to be something in there. Da, 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 da. No, it happens, yeah. I mean, girls, I don't have to go there. Girls know, right? I mean, come on. <laughs> But for some reason, we get this idea, guys, that God... Yeah, I, I started to say that I'm making you guys feel like totally under the weight of sin tonight. My, my goal tonight is not to, conde- um, condemn you. to condemn you, but to bring you to some kind of conviction, okay? Because um, condemnation, yeah. Right. That's what he's saying, yeah. I mean, you, I mean, you look at your wife, you can look at your wife however you want. It's not going to be sin, <laughs> man. Wow, and you really yeah. Be. But. <laughs> I've noticed that you've been 
something like shame a lot of us with as we get older about marriage. Is there something like has to do with that? Hey, well, you guys, a lot of you guys in here are kind of like in the older uh, side of uh, high school, so you guys are starting to start looking at more and more. <laughs> well, we got three people graduating. Yeah. We got already graduating, and yeah. one, two people auditioning a lot. Yeah. But I want you guys to see this tonight, okay? As I'm putting you underneath all this condemnation tonight. Conviction. <laughs> Conviction. I'm sorry. Conviction. I want you guys to know that uh, you know, you've probably heard a lot over the years that God is love, right? God is all about love. Have you guys heard that before? Or you guys have just kind of assumed that God is love, right? God is love. I don't love the song. Sorry. Does Jesus uh, love the little children? Jesus loves the little children. He does, right? Did I'm not saying God. I mean, I'm not saying that God is not love tonight because God is love. Second Corinthians uh, thirteen, uh, I think it is. Yeah, Second Corinthians thirteen. It talks about it's the love chapter. You know, God is love. God is patient. God is kind. Love is patient. Love is kind. Love does not condemn. God is love. But there's another side to God, guys. It's not just love. God is not just about love. He hates the sin, but He loves the sinner. He hates the sin, but He loves the sinner. So what happens? What, what, is, what does God do? In Romans, I believe it's Romans 2, He talks about how He, um, he's, he just kind of gave the people over to do whatever they want and gave themselves into their own sin, their own lustful passions. And, and they've given themselves over to the things that are contrary to the Word of God. God did not intervene because we have a free will. We can choose to do whatever we want. But God still loved them. And it hurts His heart. So th this is what happened in the Old Testament. Um, uh, let's see here. He loves and He punishes. He will not put up with certain things. And that's why I'm telling you about all these things tonight. Um, on, the next, on the next one, uh, Matthew, we're talking about a heart that plots evil. We're going to move, kind of move into this, this section. What happens when God... Um, is tired of it. That was weird. Whatever that was. Uh, no, I'm, I'm glad you did it. Thank you. A heart that plots evil. Okay, Proverbs 12.2. Matthew. The Lord approves of those who are good, but He condemns those who plan wickedness. <laughs> I know a lot of us in here are like, ah, I love planning wickedness. <laughs> I mean, come on. It's fun to fool people, isn't it? <laughs> it's fun to plan those kind of crazy things, right? Which is cool. It's cool. You know, sometimes, it would have, but when it leads a person to, you know, turning away from God, that's kind of not cool, right? Um, <laughs> but here you see that God doesn't just sit back. He takes action against the person that plots to do the things that are not right on purpose. Okay? So uh, let me show you an example. Uh, Genesis 6-5. You guys, we talked about the flood a little bit. Well, I didn't talk about the flood, but Noah and the ark. They made a spoof called it Evan Almighty, kind of did a little play off of all that. Why, why did the Lord flood the, the world? Because of its wickedness. Because of its wickedness? Yeah. Well, here you go. It's Genesis 6, 5. Now the Lord observed the extent of the people's wickedness, and he saw that all their thoughts were constantly and totally evil. So all, not just like every once in a while, but constantly, totally evil. Constantly. So did I say constantly by chance? I don't remember. Sorry, this came to my head. Did I say constantly? <laughs> oh, okay. I, I don't remember. So anyways, it was constantly, totally evil. <laughs> the scripture 
is the way God felt about the world before the flood. You know, people thought about doing wrong all the time, and this is the flood that wiped out the total population of the earth except for the family of Noah on the ark, right? Um, again, because God stepped aside and said, well, go ahead. Let's see. You guys think you can do it on your own? Boom. There's, there's constant, all kinds of times where God's intervened, like the Tower of Babel. Um, uh, there's the uh, Lot, and Lot and his wife when he destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah. You know, these are things where people just decided they were going to go out on their own and, and please every, everything that they thought was going to feel good, they just went after it. Now, there is a, uh, what's, the school, what's the school system teaching us today? This, there is no absolute truth, basically, right? If it feels good to you, great, good, go do it. If you want to have sex before marriage, hey, it's your life, go for it. You know, the Bible um, talks about not having sex before premarital sex. But, you know, if you guys go out and do it, it's your own thing. You know, who's God to tell you not, not to do, right? But what happens? You come to God, and uh, sure, after you, you've had it, I'm not condemning you here tonight. Uh, again, let me remind you. But you come to God, God forgives you. That's great. God will forgive you. Okay, but now you have the consequences to live with, though. God doesn't always necessarily take away the consequences of sin, but he forgives the sin which is a great thing, don't you think? Forgiveness of sins is a great thing. The bummer is that we have to live with our choices. If you get pregnant, it's not like God's going to take the, the, the baby away, you know? You have to live with whatever happens now. So, or you might, you might end up with an STD. Who knows? Um, but <laughs> God's love, right? God is love, and he will come. And, you know, who knows, who knows the, the mind and the will of God? You know, he, the Bible even talks about him healing and, and, and the blood of Jesus will wipe away every sin and, and um, uh, cause healing to come into your body. You know? So it's possible that God can, can do miracles like that and, and cause that to... Um, anyways, I'm just moving on. Feet, <laughs> the fifth one, Matthew, is uh, feet that race to do wrong. Zoom. You ever known of a small child that just can't wait to get into trouble? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know anybody in this room kind of like that? Joey. Daniel? Uh, how come everyone's pointing to Joy? That's not cool. Uh, Did you know him when he was little? Uh, well, fine. How about this? Hey. <laughs> like the, the parent says to the boy, you know, don't put your hand in that meat grinder. <laughs> Right? When what happens next? He's in the meat grinder. Um, don't go play in the street. Next thing you know, you find him out in the freeway, right? Uh, <laughs> he just runs in the freeway. So a lot of us in here, though, sometimes we, we look like we're, we're chasing parked cars, you know? We're just... <laughs> We're not supposed to chase a moving car, so we can't chase a moving car. Let's chase a parked car. And some of you guys have caught it. And uh, I'm impressed. You know, I've caught it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, need I say any more? So, <laughs> there's a there's a story about um, these three children who were all left at home with their mother one time. While she went to the store, I'm mean, I'm sorry. She left her children at home while she went to the store, and she before she left, she said this. Now, whatever you do, kids, don't go into the kitchen. But if you do go in the kitchen, um, whatever you do, don't get up on the counter. Okay, uh, well, if, if you get up on the counter, whatever you do, don't get into the bean canister. Okay. Okay, but, 
But if you happen to get into the bean canister, whatever you do, don't stick beans in your nose. <laughs> and so she gets home, right? And you can imagine, right? The kids are on the floor going, I can't breathe. And they have beans in their nose, right? Yeah. <laughs> But she wondered who had gas, I'm sure, the rest of the day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but don't you guys think that sometimes we're a kind of a lot, a lot like the kids? We're just, we're just trying to test God and just see how close we can get to sin and still be Christian. You know, it's like we have this border. Think of it this way. You have an area of black. Let's just say black resembles sin. Okay. And you have red, which is the blood of Christ. And then you have white over here, which is total redemption, re redemption you know, total forgiveness of sins, okay? Uh, where do you think most of us live in this, in this column, in these three columns? Red. <laughs> in the red. <laughs> yeah, he's all, uh, burgundy. Separate the colors? No, there's with black and red and white. Hey, there's a good, if you guys like to read novels, there's a series out there by Ted Decker called Black, Red, and White. It's, it's great. And it basically, the books resemble those three things. The first book is about sin, but it's all done in kind of a fantasy, kind of like C.S. Lewis, um, Narnia style. So it's really cool. If you guys like novels, check them out. And I have them if you ever want to borrow them, but you have to make sure you read them. So anyway, so most of us live probably right here in the red, huh? We don't, try, we, we don't live over here in the totally forgiveness of Christ all the time because we're always falling into the, the black area of sin. And when we have to go to Christ and say, God, would you forgive us? And, and the only reason we have forgiveness of sins is what? It's because of the shed blood of Jesus Christ, right? Without the shed blood of Jesus Christ, there is no remission of sins, the Bible says. So what that does is that we are made white as snow because of the blood of Christ, right? And this is where we should live over here. So how come it is that most of us are seeing, are trying to, to say, well, how far is too far? Where does that question fall? When you're, say, let's say we're talking about dating and you're, you're making out with somebody. How far is too far? Where do you think that falls on this scale? Like, eh, maybe right along the border of red and black, maybe. Maybe a little closer right over here, but it's, it's probably not over near the red and white, wouldn't you say? It's not necessarily sin because you haven't actually sinned yet, right? So you're still under the blood. You're in Christ, right? You have a sin, but you have, you're right here. How come, how come it is that so many of us try to we live our lives like that as Christians? That we're, we're saying, how close can we get to sin and still be Christian and still be in the blood of Christ? Because it's our sinful nature, I believe. I think it's what we're, we're prone to do. Our body, our, our natural I mean, we're all born in a sin. The Bible says that. We're all, uh, from, from birth, we're, <clears throat> we're out of it. But I think it's our, our nature just to kind of gravitate towards that. Even if you've been Christian for 50 years, there's other areas in your life, you know, that become uh, uh, you know, a tendency to go into sin. 
but this is where Christ wants us to live, over here in the white. And the blood of Christ covers all of our sins and makes us righteousness, righteous <clears throat> before Christ because the Bible also says that our righteousness, if we try to do it ourselves, is like filthy rags. We're never going to do it. We can't get to heaven. We can't be totally clean by ourselves. We need the blood of Christ. So all that said, uh, just to kind of get you guys to think about this, I'm not saying that, that you guys are all murderers. Well, I could hate people a little bit, or I could, hate, I could lie just a little bit. But it's a, just a, a little conviction for you guys to try to think, how, how close are you living in these areas on the border here? Because um, in Revelation 2, it talks about, it says, uh, because you are neither hot nor cold, you, um, I will spit you out of my mouth. Because you haven't chosen whether you're going to live fully for Christ or if you're going to live in the world. He said, I'd rather you be one or the other. Make a choice. Make a conscious effort. Do something about it. What's that? How you're saying one or the other, you know, that's kind of like an example like of food. You know, I can eat food like cold or hot. If it's like lukewarm, like cold, <laughs> yeah. um, it's, it's nasty. Yeah. Like I have it's kind of like warm milk. Oh. Yeah, like I can I can drink like hot milk, like hot milk is good, you know, but like cold milk is good, like warm milk is nasty. <laughs> like I have this like fifteen dollar burrito from Cheesecake Factory, right? And then like I didn't yeah. eat it, and then I ate it like an hour later, and it was nasty because it was all like kind of warm. Okay, guys, I just realized where I am in my notes and what time it is, so I'm just gonna breeze through real quick here. Uh, where where did we leave? Five. Um, yeah, Proverbs sixty nine: A false witness will not go unpunished; a liar will be destroyed. Um, I just wanted, wanted to talk real quick about um, about rumors and stories. Okay, um, feet that race to do wrong. Uh, just real quick, an illustration. There was this, this person out there that was um, this this girl went up to a, a police officer and said, "Hey, that guy that guy molested me. The guy never had anything to do with her, right? But what happened next?" The police guy, tackled they tackled him, handcuffed him, put him into jail. He lost his wife. He lost his job. He's, you know, he's just basically a bum inside of a jail now. And he's, and you know, after years of trials, uh, um, like actual uh, court dates and trials, the, the the judge says there's not enough evidence to convict you. So, go ahead, or I'm letting you go. How do you think that guy's life is now? He said, well, the judge said to him, before I let you go out of this judge room or the, this, this um, courtroom, I'm going to let you just go ahead and, and uh, because there's no proof that she did what she did, I want you to um, just make a request to her on what she needs to do to make up, and make up for this. And he said, well, I want you to go to the highest building that you can find, take a down pillow, and empty the, down, empty the feathers out, all, every single one of them. And then I want her to go and pick every one of them up. And she said, that, that, that'd be impossible. How am I supposed to do that? And he said, well, basically, that's what you just did to my life. With all the scandals and rumors and things that you shared, there's no way that I'm going to be looked at the same when I go back to my hometown. You know, my name's out there now. I'm on Megan's Law or Megan's List. You know, what, you know our rumors and the things that we say can have a really adverse effect on people. So we've got to watch how we, how we talk about other people, guys. It's so important, especially in high school, because, I mean, I, you guys know how it could adversely, like, turn around, and next thing you know, that person's just the jerk of the school, right? You've seen it? I've seen it. Uh, 
the Proverbs 19.9, a false witness will not go unpunished. Let's look at the Proverbs 24.28. Do not testify spitefully against innocent neighbors and don't lie about them. God hates a false witness. Okay. Moving on to number seven, the last one, a person who sows discord among brothers. You guys know what discord is? It's either discord or discord. Discord. It's discord. kind of like a... Oh, okay. It's okay. Kind of like a... Wait, 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 don't tell me. Wait, I know. Yeah, like kind of like. It's kind of like with the last one, like rumors, except um, basically it's, it's like doing passing statements about another person uh, that they can't defend themselves against. Like um, you could talk about somebody being in the parking lot and be like, and with the other friends and be like, that guy is just so out there. He's such a jerk sometimes. He doesn't even know what he's talking about. And here he is trying to preach to us. And, and that's like sowing discord. Or you can be like, Another guy out there in the, in the parking lot is going, you know what that guy just said to that guy or about that guy? Because I heard it. You guys know I heard it, right? Okay, let me tell you what this person said about this person. And then you should go tell that person what he said about him. And so, you know, it's just, it's that person that's trying to go and plant all this, um, get everybody worked up, you know? It's getting your business into somebody else's business where it doesn't belong. <laughs> and what's the old adage? If you can't say anything nice at all, don't say anything at all, right? Okay, 1 Timothy 5.13. Besides, they are likely to become lazy and spend their time gossiping from house to house, getting into other people's business and saying things that they shouldn't. Wow, it's in the Bible. Uh, the next one, 1 Peter 4.15. If you suffer, however, it must not be for murder, stealing, making trouble, or prying into other people's affairs. Okay. Flapping your jaw you know, about, <clears throat> about other, you know, people and stuff. It, it, can, it can make a division. It can separate uh, churches. I've seen youth groups break over, over this kind of stuff and split and, and end and stupid stuff like that. So anyways, but the conclusion, let's go ahead and review this tonight, okay? I want everybody, who wants to be the proud look? Who gets to be a proud look? Yeah, you get to be a proud look. You want to have a line tongue? Sure. You can have a line, Tom. You want to kill the innocent? Yeah. Who wants a heart that plots evil? Yeah, I give it to Phil. He, he seems like that. Feet that race to do wrong. Uh, yeah. False witness that pours out lies. And uh, you get to be a person who sows discord among brothers. All right. Oh, isn't this just one of those happy feel-good messages? Don't you love it? Yeah, I want to go home and save the world, right? And go wallow in my misery. <laughs> yeah. A few years ago, a man came around telling others about Christ, guys, that he took offerings. He received a salary for everything he did, but in private, he would go and get drunk and mock people for being ignorant, go sleep with other with um, call girls or whatever, and. Answer these questions in your heart, okay? Don't answer these out loud, but answer these questions. Was that man pleasing to God? No. Did, he said not to answer that. <laughs> did God hate what he was doing? Was the guy talk, taking these steps to hell? I say fish. Now, I'm going to close right now, but I would ask if everybody would close your eyes. Bow their heads, whatever you have to do, but don't look at me, okay? I just want you guys to kind of do a little introspective work on yourselves right now. You know, look at your hearts is what I'm saying. Look at yourselves, okay? No matter what you answer to any of these questions here, the real, uh, the, 
<clears throat> there really isn't much that you can do for this guy except pray for this guy. Okay, there's not, uh, he is not your responsibility. He's not your problem. But there is something that you can do about the person that you are most responsible for, and that person is yourself. Okay, are you taking these, think about these steps. Are you taking these steps downward? Now, we just started a new school here. You have an opportunity to take some of these steps or not take some of these steps. This is where you guys need to make a choice about your integrity tonight. And this is what it all boils down to. Are you going to walk your talk as much as you talk about your walk? This road of integrity, it's not going to be the easiest one, but it's the only one that's going to get you where you ultimately want to go. People want to see that you're living with integrity more than they are. So, Father God, tonight, we, we thank you for the blood of Christ. We thank you that we're not under any condemnation for those that are in Christ Jesus. Again, that's Romans. Those who are in Christ are not under any kind of condemnation, God, but we, we know that you convict us. And the only reason that you convict us, God, of these things is so that we can get closer to you. Conviction draws us closer to you because then we can deal with it when you bring it to our memory or when, when you bring it to mind. And you can, you can forgive us. God, we're so thankful for the forgiveness of the blood of Christ, God. But, Father, we know that we don't get the blood of Christ and we, unless we accept you as our personal Lord and Savior, God. So tonight, Lord, we make a conscious choice. Those of us in here that have never made a conscious choice to, to give our hearts to God tonight, this is your opportunity. The Bible says that there is no way to heaven unless... There's no way to the Father unless you come through Jesus Christ. The Bible says that we are all sinners. But the Bible says that, that there is a, the, the gift of God that gives us eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. So we've got to come to him. We've got to acknowledge Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. So tonight it's your opportunity. All you have to do is say this to God. Father God, tonight I want to know you as my Lord and Savior, God. I know I'm a sinner I know there's things in my life that have yet to be dealt with, God. But I know, God, that you would help me deal with these things and bring me into a right relationship with you so that I can live in the red and the white, God. And so that ultimately I can go to heaven and be with you, Father. God, I thank you right now for your forgiveness of sins. Jesus, would you come into my life, take charge as I yield to you, and now show me the steps I need to take to get closer. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, guys, you did an awesome job tonight. Thanks for sticking with me. If you have any questions you guys want to talk, just go ahead and come up and talk with me. We'll see you next week. And uh, bring some food next week, guys. Don't you guys like to chow when you're here? Yeah, maybe. All right, have a good night. Thanks for coming. Oh. Just think Jesus would never.